We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Has anyone out there heard of Elizabeth Lesseur? We are going to be talking about this beautiful servant of God today. She is known as the woman whose goodness changed her husband from atheist to priest. Well, that's quite a transformation, right? Wow, that's beautiful. So really in this uh, session, we will cover Eucharist and other sacraments and marriage because they're a married couple who are so inspiring and also in our S, Scripture and Saints, because she is, as you said, a servant of God on her way to canonization, we hope. We hope, yes. So Katie, you've known her. I love that, our personal <laughs> relationships with these saints. But you really introduced me to her, and she's become just some someone who's really inspired me in my marriage and in my vocation and my walk with Jesus, really. So mm-hmm. what, how did you find her? What what happened? Well, I don't exactly know how I found her, but I um, was introduced to her probably 2010, 2011-ish. And what I loved most about her is that she she's really, well, I don't want to say just like this, us because that seems a little presumptuous, presumptuous, but she is a woman who lived in the world, but not of the world. Um, Elizabeth and Felix lived in France. Elizabeth was born in 1866, and she lived until she was 48 years old. She suffered a lot of different um, ailments, but ultimately passed away from breast cancer. They did not have any children, so she oftentimes people have um, prayed for her intercession for infertility Beautiful. and for difficult marriages. And the one of the interesting things, and really we could, <laughs> there are so many things that so we encourage you to, to look up about Elizabeth if she touches your heart. But she was married to Felix, who at the time of their marriage, she thought that, you know, he was born and raised Catholic and they had a Catholic wedding. And she thought for sure that he was firm in his faith. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't. And it sort of was Depending on which book you read, it was a little bit tricky on his part because he knew Elizabeth was so firm in her faith that she was surprised by the fact that he really was, um, I think it was during the time of the Enlightenment in France and mm-hmm. very much into phys- uh, psychologic, psychologi- look, psycho- <laughs> psychology, Easy for you to say, yeah. <laughs> sociology, um, you know, so he was very well read and so was she and he did everything he could to dissuade her faith, to mm-hmm. derail her faith um, as the years would go by. And she just patiently and um, without without disrupting her marriage. And I, I think that that was one of the things that stuck out to me the most at the time, because back in that time of 2009, 10, 11, my faith was really exploding and my husband was not. <laughs> sure. Which is so often the case. I've been hearing right. that, honestly, Katie, in the last two weeks, just different conversations I've had with people, this issue, honestly, it is, a, mm-hmm. it can be an issue of where one spouse has just become on fire for Jesus. And the other one's a little bit like, wait, where did my wife go? Where did my mm-hmm. husband go? Like, mm-hmm. Because we are 
truly can be transformed. And sometimes that can be very difficult when one has caught fire and the other one feels a little left behind. And the world is telling us that, well, you must not have a good marriage or you... You know, you're you're missing something, you're lacking something because you're both not on this spiritual journey. And what I found so beautiful about her was that she lacked that from day one. Mm-hmm. And not only did she lack it, but she almost just embraced meeting him where he was. And even that saying, sometimes I don't love it because it, it implies someone is ahead of someone. Sure. So she was just all things to all people. And she had this interior life that was so strong that he did not know about until she passed away and found her diaries. And just was the people that would come and and visit her and speak spiritual guidance and just want to speak to her about her life. It always blew him away. Um, he, He didn't understand it. He didn't appreciate it mm-hmm. and did everything he could to... Thwart it? Yeah. So on one side... He knew her deep faith. On one side, he understood that her Catholicism was a huge part of who she was and that it was important to her. But on the other side, it sounds like in the things that I've read too, that she didn't force it on him Mm -hmm. either. That what through her writings and that interior life that you were talking about and through her diaries, her she really revealed her heart and poured out her heart to the Lord in prayer for not only herself and her journey, but for all of those around her. Mm -hmm. And this is, to me, what I feel is one of the most important lessons, I guess, we could learn from her, is that often we feel it's we have to choose between being on fire for our faith and Jesus and walking that walk or being connected in our marriage, Mm -hmm. that if our spouse is not equally on that same place where we are, that it's almost like we have to give one or the other up or, well, my marriage must just stink because Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to pray the family rosary every night and we're not doing this and we're not doing that. And I think that is a a little bit of the deception of the Mm -hmm. devil who wants to create division everywhere in our lives, but especially in our marriage Mm -hmm. and wants to highlight the things that are, that we're not on the same page with, so to speak. And, and I would say in my, in my own marriage, I wouldn't say Bill wasn't on the same page. I would just say that my faith definitely was awakened. And later, years later, he shared with me that he was a little resentful at times. Mm-hmm. Like he felt left out. Not that he wouldn't have joined in on different things, right. but I think I was making an assumption that, oh, he's not going to want to do that. Or he's mm-hmm. going to think I'm, you know, a Bible thumper or whatever. I was mm-hmm. I was projecting on him things that weren't there. So I was probably leaving him out. Right. And it wasn't necessarily that he wouldn't have joined in. I just didn't take the time to invite him into that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one trick. Right. And the other one is, we think we have to be equal in order to have it. Either my marriage is going to be great or my faith life is going to be great. But Elizabeth gives us the example of you can have both. You can have both. And she gives us hope that God works in his timeline and not in our timeline. If you would have told me 12 years ago, we would be sitting in a living room, in our family living room, taping a podcast about two Jesus girls. (laughs) I just don't know that Brian would have been there. Like now it's so normal. And the fact that we've been doing Awaken for so long, like I recognized even preparing for this podcast, how far God has brought him and his faith and, and us in our marriage. And it's so beautiful. And I never would have guessed that in a million years. 
But I think it was really in all the different conversations we've had, Katie, it was your introduction to Elizabeth who gave you the encouragement to keep going strong in both Mm -hmm. avenues, that you can have this powerful interior life, but when to speak about God and when not to, and when to invite and when not to, and when to say no to some of the spiritual opportunities that you had in order to really make that balance in your marriage, where I do think sometimes we can become... um, out of balance mm-hmm. in whatever we're doing, right? right and so absolutely. I think that she gave you the inspiration and permission, if you will, to live in the world, to do your social calendar, to you know be a part of all these different things, you know, full life mm-hmm. outside of your spiritual life, mm-hmm. but keeping that alive in a way that wasn't super out there. Right. And letting my spiritual life dictate and discern those avenues that, you know, you, we choose every day, sure. you know, how there are two things I think were really pivotal. One of them is she said, and I'm paraphrasing here from her diary, but she was talking about Felix and she said, I want to allow him to see the fruits, not the sap and to just let her life speak. And she did that so well. She did it with such grace and with such gentleness. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Katie, I think you are very gentle in your approach to all things. It's something that I'm very attracted to. I mentioned that before, but it encouraged you to not clam up, mm-hmm. but to know when to speak and when not to. And, and when I say speak, it just, you know, to, right. to really proclaim the faith. And I think that you are so good about learning. And that's one of the things that I was drawn to. She said, she would try to understand everyone, to engage respectfully and thoughtfully with every person she encountered and to continue to learn both about the social things that were happening in the world, the spiritual realm, the political realm, cultural, every aspect. She was just so well-rounded mm-hmm. and she wanted to understand truth in, in God's through God's eyes. And she did that. And people saw that in her and respected her for that. She understood things. And I think that you also do that. I mean, I definitely come to you for now. What does this mean? And what what is this thing happening culturally? And I think that's inspiring for all of us to be able to encounter anyone, whether they are equally minded in, mm-hmm. in anything, what, what no matter what the topic, she tried to embrace every person that she encountered. And I think in today's world, we are becoming more and more rooted in, well, this is what I think, this is what I believe, I can't have a conversation with that person. But mm-hmm. she did the exact opposite. She sought that out, even, especially those people that maybe were different in their thinking and their ways. Like she wanted to understand them And in return, honestly, they encountered such beauty and goodness Mm -hmm. from her. Well, it's something you and I, Chris, talk about a lot is how can we enter into conversations um, more like a butterfly and less like a bumblebee. Mm -hmm. And there's something that she wrote once that she wanted to bring to all conversation and discussion, a tranquil spirit, a firmness and a friendliness. And and I and I love things in threes. It just makes it a little more simple to me. But I love that idea of well, how can I bring that tranquil spirit, a firmness, and a friendliness? And the firm firmness is that 
you know, she was saying one time that people are more attractive to her conviction than they were to her just agreeing with whatever they said. She she stood on what she believed yeah, without she can, being a pushover, like, oh, well, okay, that's fine. Well, right. no, this is what I believe. This is, but she did it with, with that tranquil spirit, which, you know, I'm looking at as gentleness, mm-hmm. but she stick, she stuck with her convictions. Which is beautiful. And I think people respected her for that, mm-hmm. to know that she believed fully and truly. And yet I think that welcomeness I think allowed people to let down their guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think what can happen is when we know, I'll speak for myself, when I know I'm going to encounter somebody who's maybe completely opposite on, it doesn't matter the topic, a little braced to get ready to Mm -hmm. defend. Mm -hmm. It was like she just allowed all of that to fall away and allowed them a safe place to land to share what they were feeling or thinking or believed. Mm -hmm. And in return, she could share what she believed when it was necessary and when it was the right time and in the right way. Well, it was disarming, you know, like she didn't go into a conversation and immediately put herself on the offensive and the other person on the defensive. Like, I I think it just, it was this disarming way about her that again, was all things to all people. I mean, she, she was able to put herself aside and her feelings and, and I'm sure she had them, Sure, you know, um, but she just did that so well and, and he almost succeeded. I mean, there was a time in her life that she did have a crisis of faith and kind of do- dove into some of his works and, you know, the things that he was reading and his friends that would goat her and into, or goad, goat. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. Anyway, but you know, that just really try to take her to the other side. And sure. she, um, really did have a crisis of faith, but what happened was she was looking for truth and she was more on fire for her faith than ever. I mean, it, it just exploded within her. And I think Felix was probably like, well, that backfired. Right. Right. <laughs> but that's a good lesson for all of us too. I think either for ourselves when we're questioning something like, gosh, is this really the way things are? Or this, is this really truth? Seek the truth. Mm-hmm. I think it's always wonderful when we do have that is this right? Is this truth? Mm-hmm. Seek the truth and you will find it. I mean, it's why he says the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And it maybe takes us to a whole nother level of understanding what we actually believe so that when we are challenged or when something happens, we have that ability to say with confidence, mm-hmm. this is the truth. This is where that this is why I believe this. This is the backup I have for that versus it's just a feeling, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally. The other piece that I really am inspired by her, and you see it throughout her diaries and the things that she would write is she trusted all things to prayer. Mm-hmm. The people that she would be encountering throughout her day but within her family and her friend circle, all these different encounters, she prayed for them. And she trusted that God heard her prayer and that he would work in his time Mm. to transform and affect that person. And I think often, regardless of what it is, we want to change the person or we want to, oh my gosh, you know, here's why, and this is what it is. (laughs) And here's blah, 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 blah. And we're trying, we're trying to be the vessel that convinces them Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Really, truly, it is really only God who can lift that veil. And that they can then come to understand and know him in such a way that it is personal and it is intimate and it's transformative. 
Mm. When we try to be that vessel, I think is when it backfires. And Elizabeth did that so well. She trusted that God, and this is one of the things she said, only God transforms. Only God can withdraw the veil. The intercessor trusts that God will eventually bring her desires to fruition, but she neither expects nor demands that they occur on any timeline other than God's. That's so beautiful. And that and that is ultimately exactly what happened. After she passed away, she wanted him to go to Lourdes, and he he was hesitant to do that, but still unbelieving. He did go to Lourdes after her death. But what happened in Lourdes, um, and the, the diary says he received a infusion of the faith at, at Lourdes, which then led him to enter seminary and become a priest. And ultimately, a little fun fact that we <laughs> recently discovered is that Father Felix Lesseur was at one time during retreats when Fulton Sheen would go to a certain retreat house, which I wish I remembered the day, name of now, but he would give spiritual direction to Fulton Sheen. So what we're, what we're saying here, it's, it's almost unbelievable too. So this, this atheistic husband goes through this life of 48 years with his wife, or she only lived mm-hmm. to be 48, so I'm not sure how long they were married off the top of my head. But in throughout the marriage, she did not see the fruits of her prayer, no. the fruits of her living, how it affected him. It was only after her death that he found these diaries, he went to Lourdes, and he received all this incredible grace from God to have his heart completely transformed. Mm-hmm. But see, she trusted. Mm -hmm. She trusted that it didn't have to happen in her lifetime. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to see it. She trusted that God would work in him. (laughs) Wow. And she prayed incessantly for him and offered all of her sufferings up for his conversion. And I want to say, and maybe I'm adding this to her story, but I don't think I am. I, I think she told him once, you will become a priest. And I think he thought that was really funny. <laughs> well, I might have said that to a person or two in my life, and, and that hasn't happened yet. But I do think it, it is beautiful for us all to remember that all of our prayers matter, mm-hmm. that all of the things that we offer up for the people in our lives that we love, and actually so good to offer them up for those people that are difficult to love, mm-hmm. that we offer our prayers and our sacrifices for them, trusting that God is working in His time in their lives. And maybe if we take the pressure off of ourselves of being the ones who are, quote, responsible for their journey or their conversion, mm-hmm. no, let our lives speak And if we do have to use words, let those come from the Holy Spirit. Before we enter into a conversation, ask the Holy Spirit to give us the words to speak. Ask Him to give them the gift of understanding. If that's what is to happen Mm -hmm. within our, before our eyes, so to speak. But then trust in God's time, in His way, that He will work in that person's life. And to trust I think that comes down to trust. And, and think of the ultimate joy that that brings us, you know, it, to not be anxious, to not be worried about the salvation of the ones that we love and, you know, focus on ourselves, be a little more concerned with, you know, where what I need to be doing. You know, it, it, to me, it just, because she did, you know, practice a very internal spiritual life and spiritual disciplines. And, and, and I'm very attracted to that too. So we encourage you to know more about this friend of ours, Elizabeth. and. um 
I think you'll love her too. We will put a link to her book, which I think is just a beautiful read too, Mm -hmm. and very inspirational on Mighty Networks, our private community for all of you. We'd love for you to join us on there, but we do make our book suggestions and things there. And I just think if you're feeling a little knock on your heart, she's one who can really inspire you to continue on your journey, but live the vocation that God has planted Mm -hmm. you in. Absolutely. To live it fully, to trust and believe, to continue to pray for your spouse, your future spouse, if you're not yet married, for your children's future or current spouses. Our prayers are so powerful and truly our lives do speak. And just to imitate her gentleness and her interior life that can really help transform the world. Love it. That's a great place to to wrap her, to up. Pu- wrap her up and pray the St. Michael prayer. Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Chris. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org to join our free AYF circle, where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place.